I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Welcome to the Harry Potter Review Show on the Merc with the Movie Blog podcast feed. Every other week, we are reviewing one Harry Potter movie. Uno, only one. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined this week, not by Kaylin, but by Sarah. Woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> are you excited? Sarah, are you a fan of this series? Um, yes. <laughs> I'm a really? big fan of... Yes, I have, I have a Harry Potter tattoo, so I... No uh... way, Really? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's a small one. Me and my best friend have matching. It's um we have always tattooed, and then we have the little um three stars in the corner of the books. Oh. So we're that basic. Are you, a, are you a big Snape fan? I'm a huge Snape fan. Do you think Snape favorite. did nothing wrong? I don't. I don't think that. But okay. all right, we're good. I, we're yeah, okay then. he's um, a flawed character, but I like him. I am also, uh, we're also joined this week by a guest. Every week we try to bring on a guest who has not read the books so that we can get their opinions on the movies because Sarah and I have both read the books. Mm-hmm. Wade, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, uh, I love Harry Potter, uh, the books and stuff like that. Uh, Harry Potter himself as a character kind of annoys me at times, but I love like the stories and everything. So. Uh, I'm excited to be here and talk about it. Thanks. So am I. I'm excited to have you. Has Okay, so before we actually get into this, I do want to talk to you guys about Harry Potter for a minute because uh, this is your first time on the show. So, okay, Sarah, we talked about you're a big fan. Um, when was the last time you read the books all the way through? Um, uh, All the way through, it's been... Whew, it's been I a while? don't know. It's been a while, but I did okay. read, like, three years ago, I started my reread... And stop the Order of Phoenix because okay. I just can't <laughs> do That's Order fair. of Phoenix. Uh, I love Order of the Phoenix, but whatever. Uh, oh, really? Oh, man. I really like Order of the Phoenix. I really like the back half of the series a lot. Um, in the books. Uh, the movie, yeah. I can take or leave the back half. Although Half of the Prince is my favorite movie. But um, I want to I wanna reread them. Like, it's yes. on my list to do this year is reread them. Because it's been a while. It's been at least, yeah. like, ten years since I read the whole thing, I would say. Do you ever pick up one book and read it? Um, yeah. I don't, I think, but I just, I was asking. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've done that once or twice with the fourth one. Uh-huh. Uh, Goblet of Fire. But that's my, that's my favorite book. That's fair. Of the series. So that's, well, I'll read like bits and pieces of it, but I don't think I've ever like sat and just read the whole one whole book just out of mm-hmm. order. I got to read them in order. I can't. That's no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely fair. Um, yeah. Wait, how many times have you read the books, and when was the last time you read all of them? <laughs> um, I have never read any of the books. I've held two of the books in my hand before, and um, that's but that's the extent okay. of that and my knowledge with the books. God, Wade, play along with the bit. Um, oh, um, not... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how many times have you, have you watched the movies? Okay, I was going to get to that. Hang on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just... I have a process for this. I'm sorry. Uh, I do want to ask, Wade, though, before we move into the movies, I do want to ask about the Have you ever thought about reading the books? Oh, never. Never? Okay. No. Uh, so then let's talk about the movies. How many times would do, do you think you've seen all the movies? Or even how often do you think you watch all the movies or any of the movies? Uh, we'll start with Wade. 
Um, I'd say I watch them... When I do watch them, I watch them all the way through, like, from one to seven, so... Mm -hmm. Um, but... I don't know, maybe every other year, but I mean, it's been that way since I was 25 when I first saw the uh, a movie that the I came in late. So when when Order of the or uh, when Prisoner of Azkaban uh, came out on V on uh, DVD, I almost said VHS <laughs> um, on DVD. Uh, my friends were watching it at their house, and I and I realized I was like, man, this actually looks kind of cool. And Gary Oldman was in it, and he's yeah. one of my favorite actors of all time. So I I left their house, and I was like, okay, I got to start at the beginning if I'm going to do this. So I went back to the start, and but the, I was 25 at that time uh, when uh, Prisoner of Azkaban came out. So over that period of time, I've watched them quite a bit. But, I mean, I can't put a number on it. Maybe, you know, good eight to ten times each, probably, okay. at least, maybe. Sarah, what about you? Um, I think we watch them, like, probably once or twice a year, mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, I actually wasn't allowed to watch them as a child because of the whole witchcraft thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I would... Like, when they used to be on ABC Family and I was over at a friend's house or, like, grandparents, I would, like, sneak watch them. But it wasn't mm -hmm. until I think, like, high school that my parents were like, yeah, you can read the books and you can watch the movies. Mm -hmm. So that's when I actually sat down. It was it was right when um, uh, uh, Deathly Hollows Part 1 came out. It was the first one they actually watched in the theaters. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So <laughs> uh, That's yeah. awesome too, because it's like yeah. you caught the end of a season of a TV series at the yeah. end, so you get to binge the whole thing, and you don't oh, have yeah. to wait like everybody else did. I did yeah, that I, with Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I did that with Game of Thrones too. Why? Well, I, I the I've only season I watched seven. live was eight. I, was, I watched. I was eight. Yeah, I, I watched the last episode of season seven live. I I was at my aunt's house and she was watching the first episode of season seven, and mm -hmm. then I binged the entire show after the first episode oh of season seven aired oh my God. and watched the final episode of season seven as it aired. Wow, uh, that's enough about Game of Thrones. I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, as for the books, for me, I read them. I don't know when the, I I don't know when the last time I read them all was. To be honest, I don't I don't read the books as often. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. It's a lot. If I do, uh, what it used to be was I reread Order of the Phoenix a lot when I was mm. younger. Order of the Phoenix was always my favorite. Um, mm. I think it was because it was the longest. Uh, and for the movies, it you I definitely watch a couple of them every year because I catch whenever like whenever they're marathoning them, which they marathon them all the time. All I the don't time. watch them then, but I am like, oh, Harry Potter exists. And I'll catch like the tail end of four on TV and I'm like, now I want to watch five and I'll just put five on that I own randomly. Yeah. The last time I saw them all back to back was in 2018 when they all came back to theaters for a weekend. And I spent an really? entire weekend in the movie theater watching all eight movies. That's awesome. It was maybe my best theater experience That's I've awesome. ever had. It was so cool. I mean, it wasn't like I was in the same, like I watched like, Two of them on Saturday, two of them on Sunday, like three of them on Monday. Like I watched 
uh, I watched a couple a day and uh, they weren't like back to back in the same theater, but um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's kind of my experience with, uh, with what I've done. I might've talked about that last time, but I don't remember. So I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, now we're going to do a little thing where uh, we're going to ask you about the first movie because you guys were not on that show. So first things first, you guys have about a minute. Uh, we'll start with Sarah. You have one minute to give okay. your thoughts on the first movie. Uh, what do you, like, what do you mean? <laughs> just, what do you like? Do you anything? like the first movie? Do you dislike okay. it? All right. Starting now? Starting. Hang on a second. Wait. I've got a timer going and start now. Okay. Um, I really like the first movie. I really like the first two movies the most, I think, because I feel like they represent the first two books the closest. Um, and I think it's a huge gamble on the casting of these kids that it actually worked out and they're actually pretty good. It's a little cringy and there's definitely some of the acting's cringy and there's definitely some things that when you go back and you watch it, like, yeah, that's early 2000s. But for the most part, a lot of it really holds up. I don't think it's too, the CGI is too bad. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I think I like them more than most people. I know a lot of people say like the first two movies aren't as good, but I think they represent like the innocence of these characters at that age. So. All right. There we go. (laughs) That's all I can say. All right, Wade, you'll have one minute to give your thoughts on the first movie starting now. Well, um, the first two movies are actually probably my favorite, and I think it's a great representation of the innocence of them at that age and everything. Because, um, you know, a lot of people don't really like the first two because they're kind of slow. And <laughs> is no one going to call me out here? But um, I was like, is he copying everything I just said? <laughs> um, but for real, though, um, to me, it, it is slow. Um, they... I mean, they did do a good job with the kids, and it's obviously like a pilot episode if you want to compare it to a series. Um, So it's a little slow for me. And Mm -hmm. in the first one, at least, and the second one too, but especially the first one, they're a little bit too young for me to really be that interested in it and and really Mm -hmm. get invested into it. But... um, once uh once Chamber of Secrets you get to that one, it starts to pick up a little bit more. And and then obviously we know as it progresses it really starts to pick up. But I, I like it fine. It's it's a good movie. It's entertaining. I love all the magic and stuff like that. It takes me back to being a kid and, you know, playing make believe and all that stuff. Uh uh-huh. but it's it's certainly not my favorite. All right. Good. You went a little over, but it sounded like you were wrapping up, so I let you go. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's fine. So now <laughs> what we're going to do, because we spent a lot of the last episode talking about the casting. So you're pretty much going to have to say, I'm going to run down the major original cast. And each of you, I just want like or don't like. The casting choices? Yes. And I'm going to run down the characters. All so right. starting with Harry. Yes. Like. Uh, yes. Okay. Ron? Like. Yes. Hermione? Yes. Huge, solid, definite yes. All right. Hagrid? Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm going to say yes on all of these. Like, I the feel Dursleys? like they nailed it. Who? The Dursleys? All of them? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Dumbledore? Uh, in the first one. Uh, Dumbledore's difficult because I think he... Uh, that's not what I asked you for, Sarah. Well, I'm telling you. I think he fits <laughs> these movies well, but I think the other Dumbledore fits the other movies better. I, I think that's exactly what I said to Kaylin on the wow. other... Uh, so I would say yes, okay. but just not the whole series. Wait, like, I wouldn't want no. to see him the whole series. I I, I don't like the first Dumbledore. Hmm. All right, I want to I want to hear about this because I'm always interested about this. So let's expand on that a little bit. Why don't you really like the first Dumbledore? Um. All right. Well, just to clarify, uh, the first Dumbledore is the same one for one and two, correct? Yes, and three. No. And no, 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 no. Three is Michael Gambon. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So think, because it, four is the stupid Goblet of Fire line, so I always think that's his first. <laughs> oh. I, um. I in in Chamber of Secrets, he's much better, and because I just rewatched it today, yeah. he's much better. But in the first one, it, I don't like his costume. It looks really cheesy and and really I don't know stupid. I'm sorry to say it, but it looks stupid to me. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't look right. It, the makeup and everything, he just didn't look right. It, 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 I, I didn't buy that he was a wizard. But in Chamber of Secrets, I bought that he was a wizard. But I still, I still didn't, didn't like the casting of him in the first two. Now I know why they recast it, and I'm sorry for his passing. You know, I'm not criticizing his, his acting or anything. His acting was fine, but. I just prefer the uh, the second act, the replacement. So, all right, that's fair. I what I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll repeat it real quick for you too. What I think I said to Kaylin was that I think the change and the progression uh, from the original Dumbledore, whose name is escaping me right now. Hang on, I have it right here. It uh, was Richard Harris from Richard Harris to Michael Gambon. I think Richard Richard Harris really does a good job of uh, portraying the like very innocent version of Dumbledore that Harry Mm. sees as a child. Mm -hmm. And then I think Michael Gambon does a perfect job as once you kind of start, as Harry grows older and we peel back the layers on Dumbledore and see the Mm. flaws, I think Michael Gambon does a great job at portraying that. So I think they're both great at what they do. I just think that Richard Harris is better for Dumbledore from a child's point of view, whereas Michael Gambon is better at Dumbledore from an adult's point of view. Completely agree. Uh, All right. Quirrell, the bad guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Do you have any opinion on Quirrell? Do you think he was fine? Uh, you know me in names. He uh, was the bad guy with the, the turban on his head and he took it off and Voldemort's head was on the back. Quirrell. Oh, 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 Quirrell. no, 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 no. I didn't care oh, for that, no. Quirrell. Okay, uh, Snape. Perfect. Yes. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> yes. What I said to Kaylin was that when I was reading the book, uh, he was not who I envisioned, but mm. once I saw the movies, whenever I reread the book, I see him. I see yeah. Uh, McGonagall. Yes. Uh, Which one is that again? That's the 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 female teacher Transfiguration. She goes with uh Hagrid and Dumbledore to drop off Baby Harry at the beginning of the first movie. She turns into. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's no. fine by me. No. And, and bear in mind here again that I never read the book, so yeah. I don't have a comparison. I don't know what the original characters were like in their description in the books, but, you know, I'm just going off of my opinion from the movies. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and then just this one's really for you, Sarah, because they play very minor roles in the first movie, but the Weasleys as a whole. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I would tend to agree. Uh, okay. So now that we've gotten all of that stuff out of the way, today we are going to be covering Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, directed by Chris Columbus, written by Steve Cloves, and released on November 15th, 2002. Uh, we're going to start out with some general discussion. We're going to go into an ad break. We're going to do some in-depth discussion. We're going to cap it off with some differences from the books to the movies. And then we're going to wrap it all up and it'll be done. So right off the bat, let's start with Sarah. Add, like As a whole, what do you think of this movie as a completed piece? This is my favorite Harry Potter movie. <laughs> okay. um, I love this movie. And I love the book, too. I think it's, like, super close to the book, and I think that's why I like it. But I just – I love this movie. I love, like, the little mystery aspect of trying to figure out um, who is there, a Slytherin, and, like, all that stuff. Um, I think it's – Edge is a little darker than the first one for the most part, but also still has that childlike innocence. You get to learn more about this world. Uh, you get to meet different characters and a lot of stuff kind of starts to get set up for the rest of, you know, our time, like little things start to get dropped uh, that are important. So I love, like, I love this movie. Wade. Um, I agree. And I, uh, I love the magic I love the, the, the magic in all of them, but each movie I look forward to the little bits of magic in their lessons and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and I just, uh, it's a really fun movie. And even though it's not one of my favorites, it is a good movie. And I did enjoy it. Like I said, I rewatched it today and I was enjoying it. Um, I don't really, the, you know, it, it's, it has great music. I, I can't really complain too much, to be honest. It's it's just still in that stage for me where it's a little slow. Um, I, oh, I just yeah. like how they pick up. But overall, it is really good, and I really like the Tom Riddle bits and discovering yeah. uh, the Tom Riddle is Voldemort and all of that. That's really cool. So I like this movie. I like this movie. I like the first movie, too. Uh, it's not – neither of them are my favorites of the series – and I think that this movie, there are parts of it that I obviously think are better than the first movie, but I do think that there are parts of the first movie that are better than this movie. First of all, this movie, uh, the VFX, uh, another level compared to the first movie. Mm. Um, I think, I think this, I mean, look, it's still from, it's still from 2002, so it doesn't look great, but I think that it looks a whole lot better than the first movie. The entire Quidditch scene, I think looks miles better than yeah. the Quidditch scene from the first movie. Uh, Dobby as a character, Dobby and the Basilisk uh, look much better than other Fluffy. Yeah, they hold up. Oh well, they hold up well, and they look Yoda. better, in my opinion, than like Fluffy. I think or they, I think they look better yeah. than um. Yeah. What's the the, the cave troll? No, oh, wait, that's Lord of the Rings. The troll troll is it a cave troll? It's just a troll. I think it's just a troll. Cave troll is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the troll doesn't um, look great. <laughs> no. No, but what I mean is when it comes to the creatures, I think that the creatures in this movie look much better than the creatures mm -hmm. in the first movie. Uh, score, a lot of the same from the first movie. Uh, I think there is, I think, I think, is the, is the almost, it's almost a Voldemort theme kind of. Like when Harry's going into the book and it's like, da, 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 Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Da, 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 da. Is that in the first movie too? Or is that added in this movie? I don't 
I think it's at the end of the first one, but yeah, I'm not when he sure. Voldemort. I'm not sure. I'm just trying to think of what is the score movie? like in the book compared to the movie. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anything in this movie that's like I can pick out score wise. That's oh, Fox's theme. Yes, I love Fox's theme. The the Phoenix's uh, theme that plays. Uh, that really stood out to me watching it again. For parts that I like the first movie better, uh, is really just I I like the plot of the first movie more. Oh, uh, okay. So this movie, what I really appreciated watching this time that I noticed is this movie really delves into a lot of the kind of kind of world building stuff that the yeah. first movie kind of neglects. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the stuff with the um. Use of magic outside of school, mm-hmm. the the whole the the blood status of wizards is lightly touched upon by Draco in the first movie, but really, uh, this is when we learn about mudbloods and all that. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. We learn, we kind of expand. We learn about the Ministry a little bit in this movie through the Weasleys and through Lucius Malfoy, uh, and we get the introduction of um of of Fudge, uh, Cornelius Fudge, uh. We kind of we get a mention of Azkaban. This movie does a lot for world building where the yeah, first yeah. movie did not. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the actual plot of the first movie, I think the first movie's mystery storyline is better than this one's. Hmm. Now, really quickly, before I have you guys comment on that, I think the second book has a better mystery story than the first book. But there's enough changes in this movie from the book that I think it makes the mystery a little a, a little worse than the mystery in the first one uh what do you guys think about that let's start wade what do you think about like the plot of this movie versus the first movie um that that's hard because well again the first one to me seems like a pilot for a series as far as it's a setup uh movie and setup episodes slash movies for me don't see don't tend to play well just Mm -hmm. because I just I'm I'm antsy to get to the action. So I think maybe for that reason I I would say that I much prefer Chamber of Secrets uh plot. Um although I do love the uh the invisible cloak from yeah. the first one a lot. I like that a lot. Um I don't know. The these first two are kind of they're like brother sister movies for me. Yeah. So okay. it's it's really yeah. hard to yeah. to, to differentiate yeah. finally. Sarah, what do you think? Um I I don't know. I really like the first one too, and I agree. Like I really do like the kind of mystery plot. To me, I don't know, that one doesn't seem as much as like a mystery because the whole time they think it's Snape. And where in this one they really know who it is or really what's going on. Um but I do really like the plot of the first one. I just think this one, I kind of keep going back to more than I would the first one. For some reason, the first movie seems longer to me, but this movie is the longest one yeah. in yeah. the series. This movie felt long to me, uh, watching it this time. And I think what I talk about with the mystery is when, yes, we are told that it's Snape the entire time, but I think when it's revealed that it's Quirrell, and when you watch the movie back, you're like, yes, I get it. I understand yeah. what's going on. They set it up. With this movie, they cut out 
almost all of the Ginny stuff from the book. Yeah. So when you're like, it was Ginny the whole time, you're like, what? what? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's set up in the same way the Quirrell reveal in Sorcerer's Stone is set up. So that's yeah, my main issue with this movie. Uh, everything, I, I think that, again, like, I, I, I can't really judge the score independently of the first one because I guess it adds Fox's theme. But really, a lot of it, I think it takes, obviously, it takes from the first movie. And yeah. I can't really think of any individual tracks that play in this movie compared to the first movie. Um, you know, so, real quick, I want to say something, if I may. Um, yeah, go. And speaking of music, soundtrack, and, and music and whatnot, um, Professor Lockhart completely reminds me of Rex Manning from Empire Records. No idea. Have you guys seen that movie? Do you know who I'm referring no. to? I know what movie. i just never seen it. Oh. It but just, every right. time I watch this movie, uh, Chamber of Secrets, all I can see is Rex Manning. And so, for, for y'all listening and you know who Rex Manning is, hopefully you, you get what I'm saying and you see it. But I just, I really love that character. I love how he played the character. Um, it was really cool. I was enjoying that. So, speaking of the new character, I want to talk about the casting of the new characters without a time limit on these ones. So we can actually talk about uh, them in depth. So let's start with Kenneth Branagh as Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I I would tend to agree that's perfect casting from the book yeah. to the It was supposed to, to be Jude Law, but he was too young. So uh, that's what really? I heard. I'd... Yeah, I know I've heard Hugh Grant was considered. Or maybe it was Hugh Grant. I don't know. I thought maybe I heard both of them. Or maybe I just made that up. Because <laughs> I thought well, we did eventually before... get Jude Law. So Yeah, that's what I that. thought I heard. It was just to be Jude Law, but then he ended up being Dumbledore anyway. But I could have just totally made that up. So not important. Uh anyway. Uh I I, I don't disagree. Uh Kenneth Branagh, I think, is a perfect uh, version of Gilderoy Lockhart. I think he does I love a great that job character. Playing so the character, yeah, it's great. I love the character. I'm so sad he gets scrapped after this movie, and we don't yeah, see him at all. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a coward and a liar. We don't need him yeah. around. We don't want him well, around. His, he has no place to be in the in the, the book is pretty good. Like I, but they cut all that stuff out anyway, so it doesn't it wouldn't make sense. But. Uh, you you get a little bit of him without his memory in the books. Yeah. Uh, later on in the books, like they go to a hospital and he's there and, and there's a little bit of uh, back and forth that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. That entire hospital scene being cut from, I think that's Order of the Phoenix that that's yeah. in, is just, uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Christian uh, Coulson as Tom Marvolo Riddle. Uh, Wade, what do you think is this kid of this kid as the uh, young Lord Voldemort? I liked it. It I, I thought it worked pretty good. He did a good job. Um I love the character of Voldemort, so any any age uh that that we see him at throughout this series is awesome and every age that I've seen him portrayed in this series is awesome. Very well done. Sarah, what do you think of Christian Coulson as uh, Tom Marvel? Um, I love this casting. I think it's perfect. I prefer him over the later casting that we get. I just think, yeah, with the kid. I think that kid looks too creepy and snaky, and I feel like the like this is how Tom Riddle's supposed to look yeah. like. Like he's supposed to look like a good-looking guy that you're surprised that turned out to be this terrible killer person you know what yeah. i mean like i just think 
he I just think the casting is perfect for him. And he does a good job. I think he does a really good job. Yeah, I agree. And the last major addition to the cast in this movie, Jason Isaacs as Lucius Well, there's another Malfoy. one too. Sorry. Oh. Okay, well, you know what? We'll talk about that in a second. But I'm going to say that I love Jason Isaacs uh, as Lucius Malfoy. I do not think anybody... I mean, obviously somebody else probably could have done as good a job or better, but I can't think... Like, I guess... I, yeah. He's Malfoy. You know, he's yeah. Lucius yeah. Malfoy in my head. Like, he just... He's... He does a perfect job of playing the father of an already established character from the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's kind of like... I don't know if you guys have ever heard what's... um. Oh, who am I thinking of? Tom Hanks. Uh, with with I think it's Forrest Gump. He's talking about how they he he played Forrest around how the younger actor played Forrest. Yes, not the mm. other way around. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I like that because he was like, it, "It'll be easier if I try to mimic what he's doing than to try and get him to mimic me." So let's yeah. do that. Uh, and that's kind of the a similar vibe I get to Jason Isaacs. I think he does a really good job playing an older version of Tom Felton at that age, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys have any like strong thoughts on Jason Isaacs as Lucius Malfoy? I wish we saw him more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's an, he's a great actor anyway. Um, so yeah, this was great, and yeah, I think it was I think it was awesome. And and I just I I think he gets better and better as the series progresses. Yeah. But like Sarah yeah. said, just need more of him. Yeah. yeah, I need more Lucius. All right, all right, okay. So Sarah, who's the yeah. other major character you want to talk about that's added in this movie? Um, we see Arthur Weasley for the first time in this movie. Oh, we do. Yes, is he not in the first one. No, we just—he's not in the first book either. So this is the first time you meet him in the book and in the movies. As well as when he comes. So forgettable, in. though. Oh my I god! Like I, I, I love really Arthur like, Weasley. I, really I love like Arthur Weasley. I love the Weasleys. I um, think he's a little kookier in the books, um, yeah. but I like I like his portrayal in this movie, and I think. I mean, again, but wait a minute! Are, are, is Arthur the dad? Yes. Yeah, he's. Oh, I'm sorry. The, I, never mind. I apologize. You're right. You're <laughs> right. He's great. He's great. I I was thinking. You know me with names. Uh, I was thinking the one that uh, they run into down when they're trying to get to the Slytherin. Oh, Percy. Yeah, all right. That's who I was thinking oh, about. Percy. He's forgettable. Oh, Percy. Uh, with Arthur, what I always love, I always love how he kind of acts like a father to Harry. Mm-hmm. I just, I love Arthur. I love the, I love the Weasley so much. And yeah. I, I, um, I love the Weasley so much. I wish Jenny got more, but uh, I wish they all yeah. got more. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's some stuff that was cut out of this movie and uh, the last movie with Fred and George. Yeah, that is really um specifically I think in Quidditch because okay we'll talk about this now really quickly because I brought it up but in the first movie Fred and George are trying to get Harry off his broom when it's going crazy or in the first book. It's not in the movie, but in the first book, Fred and George are trying to get Harry off his broom when it's acting up. And in the second book, they're trying to take down the bludger when it starts attacking Harry. But neither of those scenes are in the movie, and that always disappoints me. Um, I can see how that might get expensive uh, (laughs) to do a lot of Quidditch. So I understand why it's not in the movie. (laughs) They cut it out, but I think that like seeing... Because I think that Fred and George kind of come across as kind of assholes for a while. 
in yeah. the in the movies and they don't really get great moments until later in the movies. And yeah. I think that those moments in the book are the moments where you're like, okay, no, they're like like they care they're, and they're good people. They're just goofballs, yeah. Yeah, they're just good yeah, yeah. They're just goofy and they're not actually like mean hearted. They're yeah. just they're just having fun. And yeah. I, I think that you don't really get that sense as much in the movies. Because like there's other there's other scenes where like the Weasleys pretty much like um like Fred and George invite uh Harry Fred George all, all the Weasleys obviously invite Harry into like the their Christmas in the first movie or the first book. And like Fred and George is enchant are enchanting snowballs to throw at Professor Quirrell. Yeah, I was just gonna like, bring that up. <laughs> you know? Like that kind of stuff I think that is missing from yeah, he's characters. not just friends with Ron. Like, he yeah. really is a part of that family. Yeah, and, and I, I think I, that's important. I think that's important. I think we get that really well with Ron. I think we get it really well with Molly. And I think we get it fine with Arthur. I think they yeah. could have done more with Arthur and Harry. But yeah. I think that their relationship is fine in the movies. Everybody else, I think that they kind of, they should have done more with. Yeah. Uh... Do you guys have anything else generally you want to talk about with this movie? Um, no. No? All right. So we're going to take a quick break where you guys hear from uh, some shows that we do over here on Mark with the Movie blog thing. Uh, <laughs> you guys are going to hear about some of those shows. And when we come back, we're going to go in depth. So take a listen. Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, oh, oh, or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wave, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. everybody, Jay Wade and Kaylin here to tell you about SEN Afterlife. It's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on SEN Live as well as have guests on to join in the fun. Yep, and we get personal too. We do movie reviews and at times we go way off the rails, which I guarantee is always Kaylin's fault. Hey, how rude and not true. So come join us on the Mark with the Movie Blog feed and remember to rate, share, and subscribe. And as always, enjoy. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed.
And we're back. Check out some of those shows. They're fun. They're all so fun. Uh, God, SEN Live last night. Dating this recording a little bit, but we recorded an episode of SEN Live. And, whew, okay. Uh, oh, uh, In-depth discussion. Sarah. Oh, right. Was Harry going to the Weasley's house for the first time? Why is that your... Yes. Why is that the scene that stands out to you? Um. Well, I did say that I couldn't pick one scene because I just love for ruining scene. the bit yet again, Sarah. You're welcome. That's what I do. Um. But I think that to me, I think it's a good. Okay, there's a couple reasons. It shows it shows us and Harry like magic outside of Hogwarts for the first time, like just the normal wizard family. Um, we get to see some pretty cool things with like the the, the knit, who excuse me the knitting needles and yeah. then the dishes washing and the clock. Um, it also we get to see more of Molly Weasley. We get introduced into this family. You get to see Arthur. You just get to see a normal family, and it also kind of sets up like them as a family to Harry. Like this is the first yeah. time Harry's in a normal family lifestyle and i don't know i just love that it just stands out to me we get to know these characters a little bit more and yeah it's fun and i love this house i love this house it's so homey i like the set design of it it's it's great i agree uh one of the main complaints i'm gonna bring up across these movies a lot (laughs) is the magic uh i think the magic Mm. is a little boring in the movies compared to what it is in the books uh, oh, of course. <laughs> I just think it's a lot of the flashy colors does the same thing every time. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm sorry. Can you give me a couple of specific examples since I've not read the books of yes, like yes. scene comparisons or something like that so that I might have a better understanding what you mean? So the duel itself, actually, uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about that in a second when we talk about the duel scene, because, uh, that is actually something I want to talk about in the duel scene. Um, but just let's keep it with this for now. Uh, I, I like seeing all of the different uses of magic with the knitting and the clock and, and the flying car. And I yeah. wish, I wish Denoming was in the movie. I wish mm-hmm. Denoming was in the movie. There's a, they've, they've got gnomes in the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. garden. They have they have to get rid of the garden gnomes, and it's not plastic garden gnomes. There are actual gnomes in their garden, <laughs> and they have to rip rip them out of the ground, swing them over their head, and throw them as far as they can. Uh, and they make like a game out of it to see who can throw their gnomes the farthest. Um, I wish that was still in the the movie, but uh, I get it. like that's that magical stuff. I yeah, I really like enjoy fun getting to little see. things like yeah. creative magic, right? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, all of the characters we get introduced to, I like Percy, um, but I think I put, if I did not like book Percy, I would not like movie Percy, because I think all of Percy's no story character. is in the book. He, none of Percy's story from the book is in the movies. No. Um, and I really love Percy's story in the book, but... Uh, he has one of the biggest arcs, I would say, overall, yes. for a supportive character in the books. And, and he gets nothing in the movies. Nothing uh, in the movies. He's just the annoying... Uh, which he's... An, I think he's an annoying character in the book, but I think that's his purpose. But in the movies, he's just like, oh, it's the other Weasley like that you don't yeah. know anything about. And he's just yeah. there. <laughs> and he's a perfect, and he says that at some point. Uh, it's a prefect? Prefect. Sorry. It's a perfect. Uh, it's not a prefect. Uh, I Hello. also... Um, <laughs> Bonnie Wright? <laughs> Bonnie Wright plays Ginny, right? Yeah? Yes. Bonnie Wright, right? Yes. Uh, 
Uh, I think she's, she's good in this movie. Again, a lot of her stuff is cut out. And really, okay. to be honest, she doesn't have much to begin with in the books either. Um, <laughs> I like Ginny. Uh, what I, what I said to Kaylin on the first episode was I think that these movies fail Ron the most. And mm. she said that they failed Ginny the most. And my response was the books failed Ginny before the movies. I was gonna say, I see a lot of people always say like, Ginny's not a character in the movies. And I'm like, was she a character in the book? Like, exactly. I, like, I don't, like, she's just always kind of there. Like, she's the annoying little sister. I never really understood her, her and Harry together anyway. I guess that's yeah, the later stuff. Either. I don't, even reading the books, I'm like, what? Like, I even don't in get the books, it. It doesn't work. Yeah, um, it just, yeah. I do like them together, but the lead up doesn't work. Uh, yes. in the books or in the movies. Yeah, uh, that's probably one of the things that doesn't work either way. <laughs> like, which is why. Even I mean. Harry and Moaning Myrtle, that, that's the I think perfect I agree. power couple. Yeah. yeah, that bathroom scene in the, oh in the fourth God. movie. Oh, oh yeah, it was getting steamy in there. It was. I think it was, you know, any second, if we had stayed in that scene for like 10 more seconds. Well, she ducks with the bubbles popping, so yeah. You know. bow, bow, bow. yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, not this movie. <laughs> Uh, young yeah. children. I I love. <laughs> God damn it! Right. Uh, I I I love that scene that we're talking about with the the house and Harry going there. Um, mm-hmm. I I like Errol, Errol the owl, oh. uh, flying into the window. Oh, so good. Oh, the the howlers, the howler. Which That's you later. Said to... Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I like that yeah, scene. Yes. I, I also like the howler scene. Um. I think I like yeah. the book version of him more, but uh, Wade, what do you think of Harry arriving at the Dursley or the Dursley? Fuck, at the Weasleys for the first time. Uh, it was it was really cool. Um, I just I really like how they use. Uh, I'll try and touch on some things that Sarah didn't. Um, uh, I like their use of magic to clean the house, and yeah. I like how it, it gives Harry his first impression and 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 glimpse of what a real family unit is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, for for real though, Sarah nailed it uh, when when she yeah. described it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Great scene, and and I love that family as well. I love how she screams at them, and yeah. she's like, "But not you, Harry." And my husband, yeah, like, yeah. he's like every friend's mom. <laughs> like it's so accurate. Like when they're just yelling, they're like, "But not you. You didn't do anything wrong." Like it's so good. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Wade, you're th- the scene that you picked was the dueling scene, and this is where I will elaborate on issues with the magic in this mo- in these movies. But Wade, what do you love great about scene. this dueling scene? Because I do think the scene is great. Um, you know, regardless of my issues with the magic. Yeah. Um, well, I love it for two reasons, and one reason um, is a reason that we that we already know is that you know Snape wants to be the the defense uh, against uh-huh. the dark arts professor. So I like that uh, that when he's sending up uh, or that he's helping with this, it's just it adds to it for me knowing that he's helping teach the kids something that that he wants to be teaching him, and that we all, as viewers at least, know that he should be teaching them. Um, but then the second reason I really like it uh, is because of what we discover about Snape's character at the end of the series, it means even more because, you know, when this is your first time viewing it, you're, 
I'm, I was left under the impression, you know, this is Snape being the villain and he's, he's unleashing Malfoy to just do damage on Harry. Uh-huh. But then once we discover at the end what's really been going on and you watch it again and knowing that it, for me, I was sitting there today like, man, this is awesome because this is Snape trying to help prepare Harry and, and he's not stopping it when Malfoy is is putting a little bit of hurt on Harry because he wants Harry to be better and to do well. And and I really like that. That's probably my favorite thing about that scene uh, it is because of Snape. And Snape is my favorite character, too. I love him so great. Uh, I like this scene a lot because of Snake. Snake. Fucking hell. Well, there, there is a snake in it, though, so you could have rolled right. with it. Uh, Snape. I ruined my own bit. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Snape. <laughs> I disagree with you on him rolling out Malfoy to make Harry stronger. I think he is trying to embarrass Harry, and he does that. Snape doesn't like Harry. Uh, I think yeah. that's something that kind of is picked up because of the ending of Snape's character. Snape thinks that Harry is arrogant and he thinks that he's an idiot and he thinks that he is very much like his father who Snape hated James Potter. Snape was obsessed with Lily Potter and they hated James Potter and he thinks that Harry is very much like James which is why he does not like Harry but he also recognizes the parts of Lily in Harry which is why he doesn't he does have a soft side where he doesn't want Harry to die which is what I like in this scene is he is, I think that he is using Malfoy to try and embarrass Harry. He's like, all right, go up there and show him what you can do. Kick his ass. But as soon as Malfoy does something that could actually be considered lethal, he steps in and he's like, no, I'm not going to actually let Harry die or get severely hurt. Yeah. Like having Malfoy go in and fuck with him is one thing, but I, I care enough about Lily that I will not let her son get grievously harmed here and he goes in steps in to try and take care of the snake uh but i also am a little harsher on snape than i i'm a little harsher on snape because i think people are too easy or too easy on him so i kind of just do it to balance it out whereas i like snape but uh i think that it's a whole lot of snape never did anything wrong and and snape like like snape was what did he do that was wrong snape joined voldemort before the only reason that he turns is because Voldemort targets Lily. He mm-hmm. believes in what Voldemort is doing mm-hmm. until Lily is targeted. And maybe that's not portrayed as well in the movies as it is in the books, but Snape goes full on Death Eater before he comes out of it when And uh, finds out the plan. And finds out the plan. Yeah, but what's he, wrong and, with and, eating death? You got a good point, Wayne. I can't I, I can't fight you there. You're completely right about that. But <laughs> I do think that Snape I get is, what you mean. I do think that Snape uh, Snape is a good guy from that moment on. He's a he's a good guy. He's a he's a good guy in terms of he's trying to do the right thing. Uh he's not a great person. I think he's trying to do the right thing. Um for the wrong reasons. Yes. I, I think he's trying to do the right he's being selfish, but I think he's being a good guy for selfish reasons, whereas I think before that he's a bad guy. And I think that the pre-Lily stuff is erased a lot in the fandom. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to looking at Snape as a character, they kind of ignore the part where he was like, yeah, I'm going to be a racist by choice. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, you have to remember that, yes, he grows, and that's why I love him. Uh, yeah. But 
you have to acknowledge because his growth wouldn't mean anything if he didn't start from where he starts. Yeah. You know, uh, right. so True. so True. I kind of I have that view on um, Snape. So before I go into the magic stuff, Sarah, what do you think about the duel scene? Um, I like the duel scene. I'll bring up I love <laughs> Lockhart's outfit, and this scene is so <laughs> good. He has like the matador with the one half sleeve, and then he like rips it off. Oh, I love it. And it's see, so that's good. what reminds me of Rex Manning. This scene specifically it's reminds so me of Rex Manning. I think this showcases his cockiness of the character's cockiness so well, where he's just like, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Like him and Snape. Yeah. And it, I, it's just so good. And it's, um, I don't know. It's not my favorite scene in the book and it's not my favorite scene in the movie, but it's, it's still a fun scene to see like, Oh, magic training. Like, you know what I mean? Like they actually get to do some magic and that's, yeah. that's fun. And plus the whole like, uh, it sets up the the parcel mouth or whatever in the snake, which I really parcel yeah, sorry, parcel mouth. What? Um, I really like that scene where he thinks the snakes. Everyone thinks the snake is like he's egging the snake on and stuff like that. Like I really, I like that. Um, but yeah, I love the 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 costume. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And, and I just before you talk about the magic, I just want to add. Sarah brought up something that that made me think about this. Um, that uh, I really loved. I really loved his outfit, and it was great how he would when he'd take his cape <laughs> off and then, like throw it out into the crowd. That was awesome. His outfits are great though. Throughout, like the <laughs> they are. You're right. Are they are perfect. They're so good. Right. They are. That's what uh, I pay attention to. <laughs> so talking about the magic. The biggest description that I like the, the, the uh, or explanation for this scene, uh, there is a spell that is used, uh, Rick Sempra by, yeah. by Harry. He, uh, Rick Sempra and he like throws Malfoy up in a backflip. Rick Sempra is a tickling spell. Oh, uh, in the book, it causes you to feel a, uh, uncontrollable tickling sensation. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, not send you flying 20 feet in the air. Um, <laughs> Terra Telegra is a is a uh, I'm is it a jinx that is used in the book but not in the movie it's not used in the movie but that one uh causes you to dance wildly and involuntarily yes. uh so there's some really creative uses of magic with the jinxes in the books um uh whereas in the movies when it comes to offensive spells uh it's all it's all stunning spells or knockback spells. Yeah. Uh, so that's my issue with the magic in, in these movies. And even like, I think the first movies do them best because at least they're saying names of spells. Uh, at least it's implied that the spells are different because later on in the movie, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, right. Uh, which in the books, they do learn how to cast spells non-verbally, but that's a plot point in the books. And in the movie, it's just like, now we just flick our wands and magic happens. Uh, yeah. So that's my issue with the magic in these movies is that I just like there's stuff in the first movie where instead of flames, like in for the final confrontation in front of the mirror between Quirrell and and Harry, Quirrell doesn't create flames around to stop Harry from escaping in the in the movie or in the books. In the books, he summons like like curtains and the curtains tie Harry up. Yeah. So like 
there's there's just I the, the magic in the books is more creative than the magic in the movies. And I do agree. Like I understand that it would have been hard to kind of and it would have been hard to do stuff like the drapes and it would have been kind of it might look a little silly to to make that's somebody okay. laugh uncontrollably as a spell, but that's kind of the point. Is that yeah. they're kids and they're and they're using like the jinxes that they're learning are kind of harmless. But then there's also a level of that later on in the books where they're winning because they're willing to use these spells that would be seen as like basic and stupid. Yeah. Like, like the reason that Harry wins so often is because he's so good at the Expelliarmus with the disarming spell. Yeah. Like that's what, that's his spell of choice and everybody kind of mocks him for it. They're like, you're just going to disarm people. You never really go on the offensive and like try to do real damage. But the fact that he sticks to the Expelliarmus kind of ends up being something that helps him a lot. Uh, So I think that there's stuff like that that's kind of ignored in the movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Wade, (laughs) from what I described. Uh, No, no, um... No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the scene that I pick, I picked was the Quidditch match. Uh, Quidditch yeah. is my favorite, probably one of my favorite parts of Harry Potter. Uh, if Quidditch existed, I would be in much better shape than I am now because I would play Quidditch. Um, I, I love Quidditch. I know it's a flawed sport. I know it's stupid. Like, I know it's I don't fun. get that. I love it. Well, it, it's the whole, Quidditch. it's the whole catching the snitch ends the game yeah, gives you 150 dumb, points. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little stupid. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love the idea of Quidditch and, um, mm-hmm. you can tell that they had, uh, either a bigger budget or better technology in this because the Quidditch scene in this movie is so much better than the Quidditch scene in the mm-hmm. first one. And I still like the Quidditch scene in the first one. Um, I just, I love, I love the camera work. I love the flying in under the, uh, kind of under the stadium and going through the buildings. And, uh, I, I just, I think it's all very, very, very well shot, a very well shot chase sequence, essentially. Uh, Sarah, what do you think of that scene? Um, I, yeah, I agree. I love it. I think it's fun. Uh, again, I don't know if I would have rather seen more Quidditch in the movies, but I know, the first couple books spend a lot of time, a lot of time with Quidditch. Um, kind of tackled on with that. I really like, um, is that Oliver Wood? Is that his first name? They just call him Wood. Um, I really like his character. I wish he was more frantic and crazy. Like he is in the book. Like he, like no one likes him. Like he's so obsessed with winning and plans and just stressed out all the time. I wish we saw more of that. I think it's really, I think that's a simple little thing they could have added. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't know. I really like the sport. I think it's fun. I, again, I like the scene with uh, Lockhart where he comes out and Harry's like, no, not you, not you. Like, (laughs) I think it's so, he's like, no, no, not you. so good uh wade what do you think of the quidditch scene in this movie anything quidditch kicks ass dude um uh, those are the scenes i i look forward to the most in uh in these movies uh the second scene that i look forward to the most is always the beginning to see what it's been like for harry back at home in the real world uh before going back to hogwarts but um but yeah uh 
I just I love this sport. You're right though, it is a little dumb. Yeah. Uh, but uh but yeah, it's so good and and when they were that chase scene you're talking about when they're going like kind of under the under ra- the rafters or whatever you want to call them, the uh the braces for the for the platforms. Mm-hmm. Um at one point I'm like uh when they go past the kid who takes a picture of yeah. them. I was like Dude, how big is this field? And then I started to think about how big it was because they were in there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's the thing that I just remember thinking about the most today was just how big that field is. Yeah, that's yeah. It is a massive. Field. Uh, are there any other scenes that you guys want to dive into from, uh, from this movie? Uh, yes. Um, I love the scene that when they sneak out and go to Hagrid's hut to ask him, Mm -hmm. it's, I'm pretty sure it's different in the book, but I really like it in the movie where he goes and everyone sort of piles in and you have like, they're hiding under the invisibility cloak and you see that shot like where, um, uh, Lucius Malfoy like walks up and he's like, you call this a house or whatever. (laughs) I just think there's a lot of like fun stuff, and then that's when he says the line like "follow the butterfly" or "follow the butterflies, yeah. follow the spiders." I love that scene. Um, I just keep thinking of more. I don't know. I just love this movie. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I also like that scene a lot. Uh, I get, I I like seeing the adults talk. I think it's yes. interesting sometimes. Yes. So whenever they get a bunch of adults together and they talk, I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? Uh, Wade, what do you think of that scene where they're all piling into Hagrid's hut? Um, I think it's great, too. Anything with Hagrid is great. He's just yeah. a great character. Yeah. If I were uh, if I were a student there, I could totally imagine him being my favorite person there, and I would oh, yeah. go hang out with him a lot, too. Um but I, I also like, uh, you know, I like how Dumbledore knew that they were there yeah. the whole time yeah. and acknowledged yeah. that, you know, yeah. that was cool too. And, uh, and, and of course we get our first mention of Azkaban, yeah. which was mm-hmm. great. Um, Azkaban prison. So. <laughs> yeah. Sad, sad. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a really fun scene. I honestly, I don't care for the scene that follows that where they go and they find the spiders oh, and all it. that shit. I, I don't, I, I almost fast forwarded through it, but I was like, eh, somebody might actually bring it up in detail. So I should probably watch it. That's probably my least favorite part of the book and the movie is the spider stuff. I, I like it better in the movie. I just, just even in the movie, I don't know. I just, I kind of wish we just went straight to the chamber stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it it's those kind of seem pointless. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, it is already a long movie anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Two forty, right? It's, yeah, uh, two thirty-five. Yeah, okay, it's long. It's the longest one. Yeah, it's a long movie. Uh, which doesn't make any sense because it's definitely not the longest book. Um, no. <laughs> speaking of. Uh, Haggard and Azkaban once, you know, pick, uh, uh, bring up really quickly before, uh, if you guys have anything else, you can bring it up. Uh, he, when he comes back at the very, very end, the final yeah. shot of the movie, uh, seeing all those kids rally around him, just, yeah. And the music. My heart and the music. I love it so much. I love that scene. Zara, anything? Anything on that scene? Anything on that scene? Or if you want to move on to a different scene, if you've got any other scenes you want to bring up? Uh, 
I, I don't know. Oh, I guess like I guess I mentioned it earlier. I really like the the howler scene when yeah. Uh, yeah. Errol, the owl, like flies in and it just kind of crashes. Um, and it's it's so good. I mean, we me and my husband quote it all the time with. And then how, again, the mom thing, she just kind of calms down and is like, Ginny, we're so proud of you. Like, <laughs> I, I just, it's so funny. Um, I don't, I don't have any other scenes I wanted to touch on, but I do have a question for you guys. Um, in these movies, uh, all we really know about is Slytherin and, uh, Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know, can you guys tell me the differences between the houses as far as attributes and personalities and stuff like that? Because from from a movie-going perspective, all I really know is about the two main houses, and Mm -hmm. one is good and one is evil. And the other two, I know very little to to nothing about. Well... To your point, uh, Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. Uh, <laughs> what the hell uh, is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> it's simple. I put the good, the, guy, the good guys in Gryffindor, <laughs> the bad guys in Slytherin, and the other two can go wherever the hell they want. <laughs> Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. What the uh, hell we should review Hufflepuff? that. Uh, we might. I love – there's a musical on YouTube, Wade, called The Very Potter Musical. Um that is what we're quoting. I think you would very, you would like it. I think it. you would dig it. I think you would dig it a lot. Uh, hey, dragon, yeah. you don't gotta do it, this. It's wild. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, but to be real, um, Hufflepuff, I'm a Hufflepuff. Uh, very loyal, very honest. Uh, a lot of, like, a lot of love. Uh, just, uh, they, they they're care. the stoner. Uh, house the of stoner. I guess you could probably say that. They care a lot. Well, uh, I am a Hufflepuff, so let me... Are you a stoner? So you're a stoner? I'm not a stoner, but I am... Learning something new. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're good finders. They're... What it, it's like caring... Um, I forget what the terms are. Not like the best terms, but they're kind of... Let's be honest, you don't really get to know a lot about them in the books either. No. <laughs> like Hufflepuffs also just kind of get like the most famous one we know is Cedric Diggory and even then like he's not that important. <laughs> like isn't that isn't Hannah Abba a uh Oh yeah, her too. Hufflepuff? But they're they're like this and that Justin kid that gets petrified by yeah, the in this movie. Um they're just like they're kind of honestly like the other house. <laughs> like you yeah. have the smart kids that are Ravenclaw. You have the brave kids that is Gryffindor. You have the like cunning and uh, what's uh, what's the word? Not like the ones that want to achieve greatness um, in Slytherin, and then just the other kids. <laughs> like, yeah, literally <laughs> what Hufflepuff is. <laughs> and. So, uh, yeah. I will slightly push back on the idea that the Gryffindors are the good guys and the Slytherins are the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is kind of like the whole, like the whole point of the series in a way for Harry is like, all right, and not the whole point of the series, but a large part of it is learning that like that doesn't really matter. Uh, when yeah. he says, like, when it's his son, what if I'm in Slytherin? You're Albus Severus Potter, you're named after two of the bravest men I've ever met or I ever knew, and one of them was in Slytherin. And then he completely forgot about that when he raised his kid, because when his kid did get put into Slytherin, he was like, I don't know how to love you anymore. Fuck the cursed child. Fuck that. Uh, hmm. Uh, Harry is supposed to go past that, but 
apparently not, because the cursed child makes him a dick. Uh, or more of a dick. <laughs> uh, anything else yeah, before we go into... Uh, sorry, Sarah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, Gryffindor and Slytherin, like, the whole thing is that they're kind of similar in a way. Like, Harry, yeah. the whole series is battling whether or not he should have been in Slytherin or not, and that he didn't, really didn't want to be, but the, um, the Sorting Hat was like, hey, it, it really didn't, like, I saw qualities. Like, the thing is, like, all the characters have qualities of all these houses. It's just whatever one is the sh- more strongest drive is where you kind of end up or what you ask to be put in, honestly. Um, but I think that's the whole thing. It's, it really is like, I think Draco and Harry are very similar. It's just comes back to like family upbringing and uh, their backgrounds. I mean, I, if Harry, I believe, like, if Harry was placed in Slytherin, like, I think he would have been different. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think those two, like you're saying, like, I don't think Gryffindor, in the movies, Gryffindor is the good house. Yeah. But in the books, like, it, it, it isn't. Like, it isn't really, it starts out that way. Like, these two are your good and bad, but then it kind of, like, you're right, it doesn't really matter. Like, you don't, you're not stuck, like, the characters learn, like, you're not stuck in these stereotypes that you're yeah. placed in. Like, everyone is different, and that kind of is the story of these characters. I don't know. I don't know if that made sense, but... No, I, I agree. Uh, anything else before we very quickly go through some differences uh, from the books to the movies? I'm ready. No, I'm right. let's do it. So I've got uh, I've got a, I've got a, a, quite a few things, but I'm going to kind of just I'm going to go through some of them quickly and uh just kind of like uh most of these Sarah you're going to want to comment on, the bigger ones okay. will will flesh out a little bit more uh, so Wade can get a bigger picture. But just starting from the beginning, uh Dobby, uh this is something I noticed when I was watching it today. Dobby doesn't disapparate with a crack. He just kind of disappears. Like he's not disapparating. He's not yeah. apparating like normal wizard. Like he does in the books, where it causes a loud sound, a loud crack. Um, it's just a little thing. Uh, do you know I me? Mean, the garden, like I said, was gone. Uh, a lot of the classes in this movie, because of the way the story is structured, has Hufflepuffs, Slytherins, and Gryffindors yeah. all together, which isn't really how it works. It's really at the most two houses in one class. Yes. In the books. Uh, Professor Binns is omitted from the movie, uh, because originally Professor Binns Wade is the history of magic teacher, I believe, right? He's, yes. uh, the, the ghost. He's, He's a, a ghost. ghost. He yeah, died right. in the middle of a lecture and never left, I believe is the story. <laughs> um, and, the, like, they could have kept that in. Like, that's such a cool yeah. concept that, yeah. like, he just died and, like, Harry and Ron think it's great to have a ghost as their teacher but he's like the most boring one they bore, he, with yeah. him. he bores the shit out of everybody yeah uh, except hermione who yeah like loves it loves it <laughs> but in the book professor bins tells I'm the story sure <laughs> tells the story of the chamber not mcgonagall yes um in the book penelope clearwater is a victim of the basilisk and Cle- uh, penelope yeah, penelope clearwater shows up for like half a second in the movie, but she is uh, Percy's girlfriend. Mm. She uh, dies. N- she's not like death, but she's oh, paralyzed. Oh no, no, yeah, that's okay. She's she's. I thought you meant. I was like, no one dies. No, she's no. one of the. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
in the book, the chamber is much larger, uh, just visually. Uh, in the book, Fox saves Harry while Tom is still alive. Uh, and Tom is kind of yelling at Fox to stop as, yes. as uh, he cries and saves Harry. And then yes. Harry is healed and then he destroys the... And uh, then he destroys him, yeah. The diary. Uh, <laughs> this is something that I will never forgive them for not giving us. In the book... Harry puts the sorting hat on his head, calls out for help, and the sorting hat and the sword falls out of the sorting hat onto his head. <laughs> it's because he, like, he just feels like a thud on his head, and he almost passes out because it hits him in the head, so hard, <laughs> and he takes the hat off and he pulls the sword out. It's I That's forgot great. about that. Uh, these are some of the more. This is I, I marked this category middle changes. Um, things that I thought were a little bit bigger. Uh. At the beginning, Wade, when Arthur and Lucius get into like a little bit of a verbal tussle, um, that tussle is a little less verbal in the books because they get into an actual fight. Yeah. Uh, wow. They get Which into I an actual like fist fight. And Hagrid like comes in and like pulls them apart. And Hagrid yeah. is like, Arthur, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Control uh, yourself. Yeah. Control yourself, Arthur. Come on. But yeah, Arthur and Lucius get into an actual fist fight, uh, over the comments oh. that Lucius makes in the books. Uh, the entire Death Day party is cut, and the Death Day party is such a cool concept, Wade. Yeah. Pretty much what it is, is ghosts don't celebrate their birthdays, they celebrate their death days, the day that they died. So, <clears throat> Mealy Headless Nick invites the trio, I think it's the entire trio, to his Death yes. Day party. Or no, I think he invites Harry, and then Harry. Harry brings them, because he's yeah. like, I'm not doing this alone. <laughs> like, And there's just this whole scene where they're, like, at a party full of ghosts. And they're celebrating, and you get a, b- a bunch of personality from the other ghosts. It's just, it's it's such a neat concept, and you get a lot of personality from other characters that are kind of glossed over in the movies. So I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish that had been in the movie. But then again, the movie's already two hours and 35 yeah. minutes. Yeah, that does so, sound cool, though. It is pretty cool. I like it. Like, they just fly through the, like, rotting food so they can try yeah. and get, like, a taste yeah. of the essence. Because <laughs> they're like, there's going to be food there, and it's, like, all, like, rotting yeah. and stuff. And that's great. Uh, in the book, Harry catches the snitch before Malfoy even sees it. Uh, yes. I kind of like the, I like that because it shows his skills, but also I like the chase scene in the movie. So I kind of wish. Yeah. I yeah. kind of like keeping the chase scene. Yeah. Uh, in the book, I said this earlier, Fred and George try to protect Harry from the bludger. And also, they end up restraining it and putting it away in the book, where in the movie, Hermione obviously um, Just destroys it. Yeah. But but also that's not what Finite Incantatum does. Uh, it just stops a spell. So like if there's been a spell put on the item, it just stops the spell. It doesn't blow things up. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, technically, uh, it stopped the spell though. Didn't it, it did. It did stop the spell. <laughs> so we were wrong. <laughs> In the book, Harry, Ron, and Hermione cause a distraction to steal ingredients from Snape for the Polyjuice yes. potion. Yep. And this yep. is actually brought up later in the movies. Yes. When Bart, when Barty Crouch Jr. is stealing Polyjuice stuff to, like, to pretend to be Mad Eye, Snape says maybe Harry and the, the the trio are stealing from my Polyjuice or my my potion stores again. again. But yeah. they don't do it in the movies; they do it in the books. Mm. Um, something that I get you like I get why you would cut that for time, but yeah. it's later on it's mentioned. Uh, the dueling club stuff is much more expansive in the movie or in the book. Uh, there are a lot of other characters duel, uh, each other. There's this whole Valentine's Day breakfast that's omitted, 
from the movie from the book. And this is one of the big like Ginny scenes where Ginny like I think Oh my I forgot about all of this. <laughs> I think I think it's Fred and George that like write a poem for a love poem for Harry. Yeah. And send it as if it's Ginny. Yes. And it embarrasses the shit out of Ginny and then Ginny goes and writes into the diary about it. Yes. Uh so like this is stuff like this is the, the Ginny setup, the Ginny setup stuff that was excluded uh, from the movie, from the book. Uh, in the book, Ron and Harry actually disarm Lockhart instead of Lockhart just dropping his wand and giving up uh, yeah. in the office. <laughs> uh, the basilisk fight is much more intense in the movie. It's mm. a lot simpler in the book. Yeah. Uh, the group like flying out of that cave bullshit. I kind I actually I think this is fucking weird. Uh, at the end of the movie, when they like leave the chamber and they're flying out of a cave, and there's a wait, hang on a second. There's just a, like a massive like crevice near yeah. Hogwarts that if you go down into, you go into the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In the book, they just fly out of the tunnel, uh, back up through the the girls' bathroom. Uh, in the book, Harry's talk with Dumbledore, at least the first part of it, is in McGonagall's office with Arthur, Molly, and Minerva there. Yeah. Uh, McGonagall there. Uh, and I think Arthur and Molly get an idea. We see their reaction to what kind of happened to Ginny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the the last kind of middle thing, uh, Harry accuses Lucius in front of Dumbledore. In the He doesn't like yeah. accuse him one-on-one. -on -one. He does it in front mm. of Dumbledore. And Dumbledore kind of threatens Lucius. Uh, so now the major things. Okay. Um, there As I've know. said, the most of the spells in the movie have kind of a different effect uh, than they're supposed to. The Polyjuice Potion effects aren't exactly consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry's not supposed to, like, still need his glasses, and their voices are supposed to change. Yeah. Um, there's just some stuff that they, 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 they change with the Polyjuice Potion. Uh, <laughs> all the Ginny hints are omitted. Every single one of them. Uh, Ginny reacts more calmly in the movie to Harry fucking dying uh, than she does in the book. <laughs> in the book, like, she flips out and she, like, bursts into tears and she's, like, apologizing and she's like, I'm sorry, I ruined everything and yada yada yada. And in the movie, she's like, you're, you're fucking dying. Oh no. This is yeah. so tragic. Oh, no. I, can't, I can't believe this is happening. She's, like, looking at her watch like, will you hurry up and die already? Jesus, I want to get out of here. <laughs> and in the book... Lucius doesn't try to fucking kill Harry. Like, he no. threatens him, but he doesn't go, Avada! Avada! Yeah. Like, like Lucius straight up just tries to murder a child at Hogwarts in the movie. Yeah, but good thing he had Yoda there to use the Force. Yoda. You're right. You're right. Oh, Yoda was there to use the Force. Um, Filch, his entire subplot. Uh, yes, Filch okay, it's in this book. Yes. That's what I thought. And it's expanded upon in the next book as well. Yes. Um, yes. It's a running thing. So here's the thing, um, Wade. Filch is a squib. Um, a squib is somebody who has, like, two magical parents, and they have a little bit of magic, but not not enough to actually really do anything. Um, and they're kind of, like, uh, they're, they're considered, like, a taboo in the wizarding world. And uh, Harry finds out about it, and Filch like 
gets so freaks mad at him. Out. Yeah. He freaks out. He's just like he's so embarrassed and he's so like distraught over somebody knowing that he's a squib. And later on, um, squibs I think are introduced in the movies because we have um all oh, the lady uh that lives down the hall, down the street from Harry. Um Oh, uh, um, it's not. Beth- is it Bethelda um, or is that the other lady? No, that's the one from Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, the one from Order of the Phoenix. Um, oh, that one. Yes, yes. Miss Fig is a squib. Uh, yes. Is Bethelda Backshot also a squib? No, I, no. I thought you were talking about that lady, but she's actually mm-hmm. a, a witch. Yeah. Uh, so that entire stuff with Filch. Um, Hermione uh, already knows what a mudblood is in in the movie whereas in the book this Ron is my thing about her. hermione yeah because hermione they play her up a lot yeah uh, she's still great in the book but they really play her up in the movie like the whole fear of the name were fear of the name creates fear of the thing that's not her thing that's dumbledore's and uh she can't save Voldemort until the fifth book like she can't yeah. bring herself to say it until the fifth book and even in the fifth movie she has trouble saying it so it's like earlier on when she's like Voldemort, fear of the name creates fear of the thing. It's like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? You're very <laughs> later on, you're very afraid of the name. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those are like the major changes that I found from the book to the movie. Um and here's what I'll say. Wait, having heard some of these changes, is there any part of these changes that you're like, I wish they'd included that? Or do you think like, no, this was fine the way it was? as an adaptation? Uh, there were a couple things. Um, uh, you asked me too fast to remember. But the, <laughs> while, while you were while you were listing things, there were a couple, th- two or three things where I was like, man, I really would have liked to have seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like I said, I can't recall what they are yeah. off the top of my, you asked me too fast. Uh, like, I think you, I think you seemed to be kind of taken with the death day idea. Uh, that's that sounds bit. pretty cool. I think the Death Day stuff yeah, is I pretty really cool. Like yeah, but you know, um, Sarah, because yes. like for me, I appreciate the movie for what it is. Yeah, but there's always part of me that is like, I wanted to see more, and yeah. rewatching it and then actually looking at the differences mm. kind of makes me a little disappointed, to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I understand it. I don't think the movie is worse because of it. Yes. But there's a little bit of disappointment over like certain things that are not um seen in the in the movie. Well, what do you think? What do you think of like these differences that we've listed now uh compared to the movie that we got? Um I don't know. I think they're all uh differences that don't really impact this movie or um things moving forward like i feel like when other movies start cutting out things that are pretty important yeah i get it i think the only thing that i'm actually frustrated doesn't appear is uh i think that Ginny already has a small enough role in the book and i think cutting her down to even an even smaller role in the movie uh is a massive mistake and i think it's really the biggest mistake the movie makes it's probably the biggest problem i have with the movie is that the other stuff i I get it i get that we cut for time but uh this one that's the one that's the one thing that i I, i'm really not a fan of uh thank you guys 
for listening to this show. Uh, Sarah, where can the folks, the fine folks find you? We had an issue with Sarah's microphone right here in the recording. So you guys can follow her on Twitter at SCBOC. So at S-S-E-A-B-O-C-K. And you guys can also check her out on Go Get That Rose here on the Merc with a Movie blog. That's it. Merc with a Movie blog podcast feed. And also uh, on Beyond the Screen. Wade, where can they find you? Um, Y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J, W-A-D-E-1134. And uh, as, uh, as well as being on Go Get That Rose with Sarah, uh, I'm also on a podcast with Kaylin um, called SEN Afterlife that you can find here on the Merc with a Movie blog feed. So uh, check that out as well. It's uh, We have a lot of fun. Uh, Sean filled in for Kaylin on last night's episode, and we had a really, really great and fun guest. So yeah. uh, check that out uh, next time you're tooling around on the uh, on the feed. Yeah, that'll that'll be a little bit ago by the time this comes out. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. As always, you guys can find me on this feed. Like Sarah said, be on the grid. Uh, fuck, I just combined the two things I was about to promote. You can see it on Beyond the Screen. And also, you guys can listen to me on Into the Grid, which is a Power Rangers podcast that Mike and I do, where we watch and recap an episode of Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Uh, you guys can watch that. That's at Go Into the Grid on Twitter. There is no Beyond the Grid. There is Beyond the Screen and Into the Grid. Uh, I'm an idiot. You guys can find this show and others on the Merc with the Movie blog feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, and Overcast. You guys can also follow Merc with the Movie blog on Twitter with at MovieBlogMerc. So, as always, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening to us talk about Harry Potter. Uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye.